Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Welcome everyone to Conversations with Coaches, Athletes Mindset Academy. This is Coach Stacy. I'm here with Allie, Amy, and Ryan, and we are talking all this month about confidence. And we're really talking about confidence that comes from self-confidence. There's definitely confidence that comes from looking back, knowing that you have done something in the past and you can do it again. But real confidence comes when you believe in yourself and your ability and how you're going to show up. And you can really use that when you're competing. And so we've been talking about the three pillars of self-confidence. The first pillar is trusting yourself to do what you say you're going to do. The second pillar is being willing and able to feel any feeling. And the third pillar is that your belief about yourself. And one of the ways that I like to talk about that is having your own back. And so that's the one we're really going to focus in today on the belief, your belief about yourself, having your own back. And I want to talk about it from the perspective for sure of athletes and what that looks like to have your own back and your belief about yourself when you're competing. But I think as coaches and parents, it's so important to straighten this out for yourself first, because this is one of those areas that like kids are like sponges. I mean, they pick up everything around them and they know when you're in a place as a coach or a parent where your value is in how your athlete is performing. So, and that makes sense as a coach, right? Literally the product we're creating is the athlete and their performance. But when we put our own value, our own worth, our own assessment of ourself in how our athletes are performing, that's going to come out on them again and again and again, even when we try to not let it. And so getting this straight for yourself, doing the work to get through this for yourself is going to be so important in creating a healthy culture for your athletes. And of course, the same is true as parents. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that first before we go into talking about that for the athlete. But even before that, let's just define it. Let's talk about having a good opinion of yourself and what that means. So why don't you guys jump in and tell me your thoughts? I think one of the things for coaches is because we feel like our value is placed on the scoreboard and the wins, um, there is a lot of this idea of pressure to, to get your athletes to conform. So um, having your own back, trusting, trusting yourself, or, or do we want to talk more about your opinion of yourself, Stacy? which one were you? Let's start out with your opinion of yourself. Okay. So one of the things I think is really important to do is to take a moment. And, and I love to do this in front of the mirror, take a moment just to look at myself in the mirror and realize that whatever is going on is enough. However you're showing up is enough. You don't have to Mm, I guess one of the thoughts I have is when I am looking at myself in the mirror in the morning, I remind myself that I am enough. And I think a lot of coaches need to be reminded that they are enough. And with the pressure of the fans, the pressure of the parents, the pressure of the athletes wanting these scholarships. I mean, I hear athletes like my coach didn't know how to get me wherever my coach doesn't know what they're doing. Well, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. But when they have those opinions, the coach is going to be showing up in one way and they're going to be finding evidence that it's not good enough. 
And a coach who doesn't feel good enough is definitely going to respond and react in a way that is not going to be productive for themselves or for their team. So that's one of those thoughts I love to remind myself is I'm enough. And so are you as coaches. So, yeah. One question I love to ask, and so I'm going to ask you, Ryan, is do you believe that all human beings are worthy of dignity and respect? And if so, why? <laughs> are all, boy, that's, um, well, I guess that to answer your question, and a yes or no, mm-hmm. yes, they do. Because every, rela- or every, um, every belief that you have about someone else it gives off energy. It gives off vibes and you may not support whatever they're doing or however they're acting, but you can respect them for what they're doing. You don't know where they've been. You don't know where they're going. You don't know their story, nor do they know yours, but you do, or you, we should respect other people and we should respect their opinions. And in doing that, it breaks down a more, central confidence in yourself uh, because you're not judging them. You're not taking on the responsibility of their life. You are just being you and letting them be them. Mm -hmm. And it creates an acceptance in you. So you're not always in distress of what someone else is doing, what someone else, you know, what's going on there. Why are they doing that? First of all, it's none of your business. And second, you know, why, why do you want that kind of stress in your life? You need to focus on you. And as we do that, our confidence goes up. Our belief in ourself goes up. So by doing that, we can actually create a more joyful life uh, inside yourself. And I kind of interrupted you. You were about to say something else. So go ahead and say what you were going to say. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, um, I don't even remember really what I was going to say, okay. but Um, it's just having fun as a coach, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, which is the podcast we did yesterday with Jesse Funk, he said, if you don't have fun, if you're not having joy in your activities, what's the point? You know, as a coach, we get caught up, like Amy said, in the scoreboard and performance and all of this stuff. But how many times have we actually stopped and just played the game for the joy of it? Just, Mm -hmm coaching because you love to see these kids grow not athletically you want them to grow personally and that is what it's all about and then you know and growing yourself will help you go out and help those athletes to become better yeah and i asked the question about do you believe that all humans are worth dignity and respect because most of us say yes i i believe that as at a, at a base level humans should have kind of that basic level of dignity and respect just because they're humans. And then what I always like to say second is, guess what? You're a human too. (laughs) It's true. So that means (laughs) you are intrinsically, because you're a human, worthy of dignity and respect and values just because you're a human. You are enough. There's nothing more that you can do to make yourself have that dignity, respect, and value. And there's nothing you can do to take away from it. You just have it because you're a human being. Um, And so putting that on other people and seeing how you believe that for other people 
and then being able to then go, oh, that means that I get to believe that for me too. Like I can have a good opinion about myself. I can believe that I have value. I can believe that I'm worthy just because I'm a human and I don't have to prove it in any other way through the things that I do. But one of the things I hear a lot is that people are like, yeah, but if I like have this good opinion of myself, then aren't I arrogant and cocky? <laughs> but Ali, you want to talk about that? Yeah, definitely. Because I have caught myself in that multiple times where I'm like, well, I just don't want to say that I'm awesome. I just want to tell everybody else that they're awesome. Because if I say that I'm awesome, then everybody's going to think that I'm just full of myself and that I can't believe that about myself. I hope they think that of me, but that I can't think that of myself. And it's just so contradictory to everything that we are trying to accomplish because everyone's like, well, if I just have more confidence, then I'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. So then when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I can't think I'm awesome, but I also need to be confident in myself. That just, that doesn't line up at all. And so I totally believe that you can think that you're amazing and not be full of yourself or cocky or arrogant, whatever word you want to attach to that. Because when the arrogance comes in, that's when I'm comparing myself to others. That's like me saying, I'm more awesome than Amy and Stacy. I'm more awesome than the person next to me, the, this other coach. I'm better than this person because. And that comparison is where you start getting that arrogance. But you can say, I'm amazing. Stacy's amazing. Uh, Ryan's amazing. And Amy's amazing. And there is no arrogance or cockiness in that. I think that I'm amazing. And I think all of you are amazing too. That's like going to a competition. You really want every single person to do their best and then for the best person to win. You don't want to do your best and everybody else fail because that's not realistic to what you're doing, right? You want everybody to be amazing, but you still want to win. And there's no arrogance in that. You can love everybody and think everybody is just as amazing as you are, but you also have to believe you're that amazing. <laughs> I'm going to throw in just a couple of thoughts at that that might help coaches and parents, because I know I have a child who is very much a, I'm awesome. I know I'm awesome. And I'm always like, Ooh, maybe you don't want other people to hear that. That's not really socially acceptable. And I realized I was catching her every time she would be like, what? I'm, I'm really good. Mom, I'm amazing. And I, so many times I caught her, I'm like, okay, but when you're around friends, maybe we don't want to say those kind of things, right? And then I realized, wait a second, why not? Because it's not that she's trying to say, but as far as your team too, you want them as a coach, you want your team to feel just as amazing as you're feeling. And if you're not saying how amazing you are, how grateful you are to, to coach this team and how you have so many things to offer them because you are amazing and you have different perspectives than other coaches, why not? Why aren't you? And that's going to liberate your team to be able to do the same. And just like Ali said, you want them to know that they're amazing and you want them to know that they're going to compete against an amazing team because you don't want them just to win and hope the other team fails. That's, there's no fun in that. You don't want to compete against a team that has a very different skill level than your team. There, there's not a lot of fun in that. But you do want them to be talking about how amazing they are, just like you should be. So I did realize that with my own daughter. I'm like, Shh, that's so funny. You teach this stuff and you still like, we're really not oh, I got it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But I think that's so true. It's counterintuitive. But when we think I am awesome solely because I am a human, mm -hmm. I don't have to prove anything. I'm just awesome. And when you don't have to prove anything, you don't have to take anyone else down. 
Mm -hmm. And then you're always acting with generosity and love and respect and dignity and trying to bring everyone else up to your level of awesomeness. Well, the other thing that does it from cocky, right? Yeah. The other thing that does is it makes it so that when you do win or lose a game, you're excited for the other team too. You're right. grateful that you had the opportunity to play against a team that also were, was an amazing team. So there's a lot yeah. more gratitude when you've realized that everyone is hundred percent worthy of respect, like Stacy said, and there's nothing that you can do to increase or decrease your worth and your yeah. value and nobody yeah. else can either. So yeah. it does, it's like a neutral playing field from there. Yeah. So when you believe that you are awesome and you are amazing and that you don't have to prove it, you're able to act in a way that is the actual opposite of cocky. And so believing that if I think I'm awesome, then I'm going to be cocky or I'm going to be arrogant is just, it's not how it works. It's actually the opposite. When you don't believe in your value and your worth, you start comparing yourself to others and you're constantly trying to beat them out, which then tends to have you come across as cocky or arrogant. So it's, it's literally the opposite, but it's something that we use to keep ourselves from thinking well of ourselves all the time. And so it's a myth, not true. So just go ahead and debunk that one for yourself and start allowing yourself to believe that you as a coach, you as a parent are awesome and amazing solely because you're human and you have nothing to prove. And then along with that is this idea of having your own back. That no matter what's going to happen, you're going to have your own back. If you're not going to. I want to inject something really quick because I was just thinking from a coach's perspective, if they think I have nothing to prove, my first thought as a coach is, well, yeah, I do. If I don't prove what I can do, then I'm not going to be able to keep this job, right? And it might just be good to just voice a couple of thoughts about, what yep. is a coach thinking when you say you don't have to prove anything? You're yep. good enough. You're fine. My first thought is the coach would be like, what are you talking about? We have to prove ourselves to be able to maintain this, this job that I have to be able to provide for, you know, what I want to do. So that's just one of the thoughts that came forward because I, as we're talking, it's easy so to what just you say, say to that. Yeah. Right. It's easy to say anybody else want to voice it or do you want me to go off? Go, go for ahead. it. Yeah. Well, what you what I love to say is, you know what, either way is true that you can believe that you have to do it this way in order to maintain your job, or you can just believe that you are enough and show up that way. The biggest thing you want to see is what is it? What's the result of the belief? Is it getting you what you want? Because coaches who feel like they have to perform are exhausted. And I talk to coaches who don't know why they're doing what they're doing. They're burned out. And so for me, it's all about, is that what you enjoy feeling? Is that the emotion that gets the best of you out there? Not the best of your athletes, Cause that doesn't, that's, that's outside of you. But for me, when I think I have to do this, I have to do this to be able to have a job. Is there, is there truth in that? And do you want to believe that? And that, is that going to produce the best version of you on the field when there's a stressful moment? Are you going to, are you going to be able to enjoy, like Ryan was saying, the, the journey of this, or are you going to feel like I'm going to lose my job? When I think I'm going to lose my job over this, I'm going to show up in a much more frantic, desperate, panicky way. That is not the kind of coach that any school, any organization wants to have for their athletes. That's not the kind of actions that you're, that you're going to um, be proud of at the end of the game. So mm-hmm. that's just a thought I would have is it's not so much about whether or not you're going to keep your job. It's about, are you going to be able to be the best coach, the best version of you with thoughts like I have to do this. I have to perform. They have to get these scores. It's probably not going to be the best result. 
So just want to throw, mm. that, throw that out there. And, yeah. And the same is true for then your athlete and how they show up when your athlete is like, oh, I have to prove myself as an athlete. I have to, to do this, to make my coach proud, my parents proud. I was coaching an athlete yesterday that's like, if I don't show up and win, I can't believe I'm a good athlete. I can't believe I'm good at my sport. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have this pressure on yourself that you have to show up that way, you're nervous, you're anxious, you feel pressure, and you never, ever, ever perform out of that at your best level. So then you don't prove that you're a good athlete, whatever sport you're in, right? So the same thing that's true as a coach, like you arguing with yourself over whether it's not, it's true. If I don't perform and I don't show up, they're gonna fire me. Arguing over that of whether or not that's true isn't helpful. Mm -hmm. Does that serve you? Mm -hmm. It doesn't. There's nothing about it that it will serve you. You won't show up at the best level. You won't be the best coach when you're believing that, which will never give you the opportunity to know whether or not it was true because you're gonna show up and not be a great coach. And so then they might fire you. Right. Um, and if you do show up at your very best and you show up for your athletes and you train them well, and at the end of the day, they don't win. And then your school fires you, Mm -hmm. you can still believe that you're a great human being with full value and dignity and respect and job. Like, it doesn't have to mean that you're a, that you aren't enough because somebody decided they no longer wanted to hire you. Their opinion about you isn't what counts. It's your opinion about you that matters and that will allow you then to do the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So having your own back, and that's where that comes in. No matter what happens, I'm not going to increase my suffering that I'm already experiencing by beating myself up. And we, we beat ourselves up because we believe that that is going to get us. Like if I'm hard on myself, then I'll do the hard work, you know, and get there. But when I'm not hard on myself, I'm going to end up being like lazy and not try very hard, which I always think is funny for high level athletes and coaches to feel. Cause I'm like, if you were lazy by nature, like this is the thing you would be doing, <laughs> right? Sure. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I just think that that's actually one of the number one things that I hear from athletes when I'm coaching them, um, that they're afraid to be okay with failing because then they think they're going to just be comfortable failing and then they're never going to want to succeed, which like Stacy said, that's like crazy to think because they would not be in athletics, if that was true for that person, they're always going to care. And a lot of times we think that when we're mean to ourselves, we'll eventually be so mean that it'll just work out. But when you're mean to yourself, I like to compare it to like eating. Like people are like, oh, if I just continue to tell myself that I'm fat, then eventually I'll, I'll be so mean about it that I won't eat food and then I'll lose weight and then I'll be skinny and then I'll be happy. Right. That's how it goes. But what happens is, is we're like, okay, at first it might work a little bit. Like we do like a week and then eventually we're like, oh, we're still fat. And then what do you want to do? You feel horrible about yourself when you think that I'm fat, right? Does anybody feel good about themselves when they think I'm so fat? Right. Most likely not. And then Give I want me all the <laughs> Exactly. Then I feel so bad about myself that I'm like, I'm actually going to eat like 50 uh, or a whole thing of Oreos. 
I knew you were going to say that. I was just going to say Oreos too, because I just I love Oreos. Well, they just started making gluten-free, Oreo brand gluten-free Oreos. And let me tell you, they taste like the real thing from non-gluten-free people told me that. So that's my new thing that I'm working through. <laughs> but anyways, but the point is we think that being mean to ourselves is going to end up giving us the energy to create the new result. But all it does is creates these negative emotions that end up working against us in order to create the result that we want. And so these gymnasts think that, oh, when I fall, I'm just going to be so mean to myself that I'm never going to fall again. And then they end up continuing to create this result of falling rather than being able to be like, okay, I fell and be able to move on from that and then create energy that's going to be motivating and fun and exciting for them to continue to learn how to not continue to fall. They might fall still, right? But they're going to be moving forward in the consistency when they're kind to themselves rather than beating themselves up over it. And that's just a concept that we don't get. And they always say, uh, it helps me when other people tell me that I've got this and encourage me, mm -hmm. right? Like they're like, okay, I can do it when everybody on the team cheers for me. I'm like, well, how come you have to be mean to yourself while they cheer, to, cheer for you? Like, can't you cheer for yourself? And that's having your own back. And they just, that concept is not even an option for them. Usually when you're talking, they're like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. And so us as coaches, I think that's too, because we do demonstrate that we do that as people, um, where we beat ourselves up about whatever it might be in the gym too. Like I used to be like, oh, I really need to work out or lose weight or whatever. And so they see myself beating myself up to try and get a result. So why wouldn't they do the same thing? Mm -hmm. And so how we demonstrate that is going to affect them. And I would say that's like one of the number one things that I talk to gymnasts about is they're, they're worried they're going to get complacent if they're able to cheer for themselves to do better rather mm -hmm. than beat themselves up over it. And so many athletes are worried that if they don't perform well, their coach is going to feel bad mm -hmm. and that, that like their coach puts so much time and effort into them. They don't want to let their coach down. They don't want their coach to get fired because they didn't perform well. They don't want their coach to feel bad because they didn't perform well. And so that not only do they have their, that's usually one of the number one pressures that they talk about is letting their coach down. And so if, if you also think that, well, if they don't do well, I'm not going to, you know, like, and I, my value and worth is in how they do, it will come across. And that is what they will believe because it's already what they naturally believe. And so you've really got to work to counteract that by being in this really secure place yourself. So then you're not adding that pressure. I have one thing. Hi, about the oh, go ahead, Amy. Yeah. I like to just jump in. Sorry. Go for it. I have one thought about trusting yourself. I was just working with a client this week and I said, do you think you could give yourself two spots on your schedule for 30 seconds just to sit still, just to sit and breathe and close your eyes and put your feet down and put your hands up and just relax your shoulders, put your timer on for 30 seconds. And she said, I'll try. And I said, well, when we try things, how does that go in the gym when you try to do a skill? And it's really interesting to think as coaches, as a coach, if you can um, consider the idea that when you are getting your own back, you start with something small, such as 30 seconds on your, you put it on your phone, you say, Hey, Wednesday night at 10 o'clock for 30 seconds, I'm going to sit still. And your brain is going to say, yeah, let's do it later. 
or your brain is going to say that's not really going to help, right? The way we learn to trust ourselves is by doing something that we say we're going to do no matter what. So I was able to help her say, help this one athlete. I just told her, what if one minute helped your anxiety go down? What if one minute a week helped your stress and your, and your worry just release a little bit? Would that be worth it? And absolutely, of course it'd be worth it. But one minute doesn't seem significant again, enough. If you can start by just showing up for yourself for one minute a week where you say, I'm going to do this, no matter what, I'm going to do this on this day at this time, it's on my phone, it's going to set off an alarm. That's how you learn how to build confidence, trust yourself, get your own back. I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. If it helps, great. If it doesn't, doesn't matter. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to trust myself to do it. So it doesn't have to be big, but coaches, this is a really, really good skill for you to learn too. I'm going to trust myself to work on the belief that I am enough right now in this place, no matter what I'm enough. And then maybe that influence, that, that energy will be an example for your, for your athletes. Cause that's essentially what you want them to believe too. So anyways, that's one of the things, one of the tools I like is just start with something like 30 seconds, commit to 30 seconds of just being still and thinking about the idea that I am enough right here in this spot. So Brian, what do you think it looks like to have your own back? I am just going to piggyback right on what Amy said, because um, having your own back and being in stillness is going to do a couple of things for you. First of all, in having your own back, I want you to realize, take a minute and think about and actually think about what you're saying to yourself and how you say it. Um, there are things that we tell ourselves that we would never tell our family, our friends, our coworkers, our, our at, uh, different, you know, anybody. We just, we wouldn't say that to them, but it's okay to say it to yourself. I mean, I tell myself in my brain all the time, oh my gosh, this is so difficult. How in the world can you do this? You're not good enough to do this. And then as soon as I have that thought, having your own back is stopping yourself saying, wait, no, 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 no. I don't talk to myself that way. I can do this. I can go out and make this happen. I am amazing. I am awesome. And Sometimes you have to just do that. Just stop. Just stop yourself right in your tracks and literally stop walking if you have to or stop performing or whatever it is and say, nope, no, 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 no. I don't talk to myself that way. I have my back and I am amazing. And, and so it's just defending yourself. I mean, you would defend your friends, right? If somebody was bullying your friends, what would you do? I mean, hopefully you would have the courage to go up and and interject and say, you know, this is my friend. You don't talk to her that way or whatever, but do you have the courage to do that for yourself? And if you do, then that respect for yourself can skyrocket. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going gonna... to Stacey, you're going to be like, Amy, come on. I I just wanted to throw this idea out there. Imagine coaches having a meeting with you and your athletic director and your team and your thoughts are the ones that the athletic director are posing to you guys. And your thoughts are the ones where you're like, I'm too busy. I can't do this. The kids aren't showing up. And you hear the athletic director saying, you're too busy. Your kids are too busy. They're not showing up. And you are the one, I mean, as a parent, if we hear somebody talking about our kids that way, we're going to be quick to be like, no, no, she can manage this. She can do this. She's, she's totally worth it. What are you talking about? So I like the idea of you with a, maybe not athletic director, maybe an outside source coming in 
and telling you your thoughts to your team, is that going to be a pretty scene? Are you going to feel like you need to defend your team from this person? Right. Just kind of going along with what Ryan was saying. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to wrap up um, with a coaching session that I was doing yesterday with an athlete because it really puts all of this together. So he has nationals coming up and he's worried that he's not going to do well at nationals dealing with some injuries. And so his thought is, if I do bad at nationals, I will think I'm a bad gymnast. And so he's afraid of how he's going to, or so he's, he's afraid that, that, you know, that's what he's going to think if he does bad at nationals. And so then we kind of went through that and we were like, what he's afraid of, he's afraid of feeling embarrassed. So if I'm a bad gymnast, I would be embarrassed. So he's afraid that he's going to think he's a bad gymnast. And he's afraid that if he thinks he's a bad gymnast, he'll feel embarrassed. So then when he feels embarrassed, then, you know, we kind of went through all the things that he does out of that. So two things we worked on. One is that second pillar, the willingness and ability to feel any feeling. When you learn how to process an emotion, feeling embarrassed, not a big deal. 90 seconds, however long it takes, let it process through your body. Not a big deal to feel embarrassed. Embarrassed, part of the human experience, totally normal. Actually what you signed up for to do sports. Sometimes you're going to feel like, that went well, I'm so proud of myself. And other times you're going to think that was embarrassing. And that's fine. You can feel embarrassed. But the only reason that you feel embarrassed is because you're thinking I'm a bad gymnast, right? Or I'm a bad whatever sport you're playing. I'm a bad coach. And you get to decide if that's what you're going to make it mean or not. Having your own back is deciding not to make it mean not. Having your own back is saying, I'm never going to treat myself that way. I'm never going to tell myself that I'm a bad athlete because I had one bad competition. I'm never going to say I'm a bad coach because this season didn't go well. I don't treat myself that way. I have my own back. I know that I make the best decisions I can make in the moment with the information that I have. I know that I give everything that I have to give and that I don't always have control over the results and over the other things that are happening. And I'm going to have my own back no matter what happens in this. And when you think that, you don't need to over, right? Sorry, I know when I go high pitch, sometimes you can't hear me. So I'm going to say that again a little lower. When you think that, you don't have to feel embarrassed ever. Like you get to decide whether or not you're going to feel embarrassed based on whether or not you're going to have your own back. Now, if you do feel embarrassed, it's okay. You can feel any emotion, right? And both of those things are going to lead to you feeling confident no matter what. I can go into this situation. I can go into this competition and I can feel confident because no matter what happens, if I feel, you know, I know I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. I've proven it as Amy talked about, um, I can feel whatever is going to happen. I know how to process an emotion. It's not a big deal to feel any feeling. So whatever happens, bring it on. I'm fine. I can deal with it. Part of the human experience to have negative emotions and I can have those emotions and it's fine. I'm going to have my own back no matter what happens. And when you know you're going to have your own back, then you're not afraid because the only thing you're actually afraid of is what you're gonna do to yourself and how you're gonna treat yourself when the situation happens. 
And when you know you're going to treat yourself well, and you're going to defend yourself and you're going to have your own back, no matter what happens, you won't, you won't feel that fear going into things. And when you can do that for yourself, then you can start doing it for your athletes too. But you got to do it for yourself first, because otherwise it'll come out with them as well. So we're here to help you with this work. Um, it's some of the best work you will ever do in your life. Reach out to us if you want some help with it. Um, keep checking out our social media. And we um, are so, it's been such a fun month. Uh, you know, it kind of lines up with when a lot of people are in pretty big competitions. And it's been so fun to see so many athletes move from fear to confidence uh, through doing some of these things. So thanks for being in it with us. Thanks, Ryan, Amy, Allie, for all your thoughts. And we will see you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.